0: live we are live on social media hello everyone i'm caroline and welcome for another episode of the puppet podcast i'm so happy to have today the chance to connect with uk puppeteer the wonderful lee thompson What a tao. so it's the morning on one side of the world and the late afternoon on the other side and because we both have children, we figure this out and we have busy schedule, but here we are for this episode. Before we go into the interview, I always plug some stuff and I want to remind you our Patreon community right there. And also, I must have something to pop up in the screen. We have the book of Eli, who is on Amazon. And we the podcast, we, we talk about how to create a podcast as an artist and, and how to have uh, good tools and how to figure this out to make a living from your art. So the purpose of this podcast is also to bring the spotlight towards great puppeteer and great artists, and to to talk about our passion, arts, the arts in general, but also what makes it so attractive and why we love it. And so that's the purpose of that. So everyone, feel free to talk with us if you are live. So you can comment and yeah, chat, ask questions. That's the magic of it. And just say hi from where you are. Maybe you're watching from, I don't know. But tell us. (laughs) So everyone, please drumroll for the wonderful Lee Thompson. Oh, my God. Oh,
1: hello, Caroline. How are we doing? Sorry, (laughs) I was reading the book. You know, I'm I'm hooked, Am I? Hooked. I can't stop reading it. How are you? (laughs) Episode 135. Here we are live.
0: Yes. That's a a long run, and I'm happy to connect with you, Lee.
1: I'm happy to connect with you as well, 135 episodes, 134 episodes, then this one, it's taken you 134 episodes to get here, but finally, this podcast peaks, doesn't it, it begins properly now, because I'm here, here we go, (laughs) episode 135, let's talk puppets.
0: Let's talk about it, and first, I always ask the puppeteer to present himself, because I can give you a big introduction, but I always like to hear you from your mouth, so please do,
1: Lee. Uh, Yes, so my name is Lee Thompson, and I'm a puppeteer. I perform puppets uh, on a near daily basis, uh, mainly to entertain myself. But every now and again, somebody might ask me to do those puppets in a public situation. Uh, Not that often, but sometimes they do. Uh, And I obviously do a lot on social media. I do bits here and there. I am a puppeteer. I'm proud.
0: Yes, I love the fact that you're proud. That's what we need. We need proud puppeteers to talk about this art. So let's go into the deep question of the Puppet Podcast. <laughs> Are you ready?
1: I'm ready. Let's go deep. Let's, let's start do. with a deep one.
0: Yeah, the, the, I always want to know the why. Why do you cherish the art of puppetry?
1: Yes, it's a good one. And I think that I cherish it because it's unique. And I I, I think firstly, it's one of the few things I'm good at. I like to think that I'm probably not, but in my head, I'm good at it. I I, I think puppetry is unique because it's the opportunity to tell your own stories, display your own characters, you know, going to share what you want to share. It's like a director where you can control the cast you know, but they don't answer back, that kind of thing. There's, there's something lovely about being able to tell stories and bring characters to life and yeah, kind of bring it alive. Uh, but I I don't know the appeal because I, I think I loved puppetry before I knew they were puppets. Because I also think there's something amazing. I can have my shoulder. There's also something amazing about seeing these creatures and non-humans and colourful and usual characters come to life. So I, I I think I'm equally impressed by it. So so I, I think it's an element of control and mm-hmm. performing my, my my own thing. But also I, I think it's it's because it's wondrous. It's impressive. It's it, it's it's like a real life cartoon. You know, the, there's something about bringing these crazy creatures or people, absurd characters, abstract beings to life that I I, I think fascinates me. And I'm equally a fan as a, as much as I enjoy doing it. So yeah. It's just good, isn't it? It's fun.
0: I totally agree. And I love the fact that you bring the control aspect as a director. You direct the cast. You, you are the creator. So that's so true.
1: It, it is, especially with the social media stuff. You know, and Again, I, I think things have changed post-COVID. You know the, the way we all work. I, I think historically, for an artist, it was about auditions and impressing and, and picking up work that that way. Now I think it's more about using social media to advertise and showcase your work, with the hope of attracting you know the right interest. So you have to work a lot alone. So mm-hmm. that, therefore, you need that director's view. You know, especially that because a lot of my videos are multiple characters. So I have to you know like a play block it out. I have to work out who's saying what here. Then I'll go and film this character here saying this like Then I chop them together to have a conversation. So I, I'm proper, you know, playing director. I'm, I'm defining what I'm saying and, you know, every piece of kind of the blocking. So, yeah, you, you, you have to be in control.
0: Yes. And in terms of control, we have the control of not all our viewers, but we know that we have Evan from El Paso, who are watching right now. So hi, Evan. And yes, let's go to the next deep question. Is um, the crush? I always love to hear some anecdote about um, the crush on puppetry. So how did your crush on puppetry happen?
1: How did my crush start? How did the beginning of this yeah, loving relationship the, begin? The start, I, yeah. you know? It start. It, it it's like a question. It's like an obsession. I think it it started probably television stuff, you know, because I think that's where you get kind of the youngest influence. You know, parents don't take young children to theatres and stuff. So I I think you start with that. I have vivid memories of watching Cosmo and Dibs uh, on You and Me. Do you ever watch that? You and me, me and you. Uh, They were such good characters. And again, I couldn't quite figure out you know, if, if they were alive or what they were, because you're not aware of that bit below. You, you just see it as these amazing creatures that were alive. Uh, but but then I, I got to experience other types of puppetry uh, as a child. So it was very much uh, on the beach. We would have Punch and Judy. That's the way to do it. You know, with all that stuff and the, the, the characters. Uh, holiday camps would usually have some blacklight puppetry, you know, the UV puppets and that sort of thing. Uh, and, and I got to see all that, but... it it just appealed from the start. Again, I remember if if I went out to a holiday camp or I went out to watch entertainment, I I didn't really want to watch the singers. I didn't really want to watch the bands. You know, it was the variety stuff that appealed to me. If there was a a puppeteer, brilliant. If there was a magician, fantastic. That stuff was just a bit more interesting. You know, I, I wanted to see that kind of variety type stuff. i and still now, you know, if I watch those singing competitions on TV, those X factors and Gots Talents things, that predominantly they're, you know, singer based. And I find it a bit dull. You know, I, I'll listen to music when I go to run or if I'm in the car, I'll play it kind of thing. But I don't want to watch people singing ballads. But, but I was fascinated by puppetry. So I, I, I think the crush starts from just loving watching it. I, I think the bit about doing it yourself comes a lot later. At first, you know, this is brilliant, you know, and again, we were so lucky in the UK. We had Rainbow every day. The great Ronnie LeDrew performing Zippy. You know, we had Sooty, which is fantastic. Rod Hull and Amy. We had Sesame Street, you know, the Muppet Show. My, my first birthday cake had Kermit the Frog in it. So we had all those great puppet shows. You know, I, I think I'm, I was very lucky to be raised in that era of, you know, four TV channels. And there was always something puppetry kind of on. So it, it was just more fun, and even now i'll watch puppets more than cartoons or mm. standard programs that I'm still captivated by it, and i don't really know why it just I, I find it really interesting, and again, I forget the puppets within seconds. I think big bird's real you know i I, I just I, I fall for it every time yeah, So I, I, I don't, it doesn't matter that I know the secrets because i I still love the illusion so yeah. i I think the, the, the crush was a little bit tv and a little bit live uh, yeah i'd like to i still now love any type of puppetry it's all good <laughs>
0: i love it and and it's funny to talk about the aspect of being a spectator first and get seduced by the art form that's really uh, interesting i want to hear your definition of a puppet but because you you talk about a lot of type of stuff but how you define your practices do you have like a a word to explain it for kids or
1: no i i I don't and if i'm honest i don't really use the word puppet Mm because i think it puts people off Mm -hmm. um you know even now you know there's times i won't use puppeteer i use performer when i'm Mm -hmm. talking to because there's associations and i I think a negative association is the kids one it's the Mm -hmm. idea that it's a you know, and it's no disrespect because they do an amazing job, but it, it and it's it's not kids TV. It, it's the early kids parties. It's the you know the, the kind of younger age, and and kids TV performers are incredible. That they're, they're so talented and that sort of thing, and they work incredibly hard. You know, the traveling around and the job. It, it's so impressive, but I think a lot of people's perception of puppetry is just that. You know, mm-hmm. and I think it's it's more the fear of being labelled, but you know, by the same brush that. than it is any kind of disrespect to those performers. Uh, So my definition, I I think of a a puppet, it's just something three-dimensional that you can touch. and Even though you physically can't touch it, you can see it's real. You can see it in real kind of surroundings. I I think a a puppet is, I don't know, again, it's more like a magic trick because it seems to be there and there kind of things. Cartoons aren't as impressive. Mm-hmm. Drawings on but there's, there's something about seeing it and seeing it interact with real life things. Um, but anything could be a puppet, you know, a, a duster, you know, could be a puppet. You can grab anything and it, it, it can be manipulated. Um, I, I think it's just has it has to be something real. I, I'm not a fan of the CGI puppetry, I don't think it's puppetry, it's cartoon, isn't it? It's cartoon. <laughs>
0: You name it. Dom, The scissor appeared. Don't (laughs) get
1: any of those people on the podcast. That should be the rule. No CGI people. They can have their own CGI podcast. You know, I think puppetry should be something physical. There should be a weight to it. Yeah. Um, And also, I think it's because it's connected to you as well. You know, and that's the same for marionettes. I think because puppetry is connected to you, you get that breath. You know, you get that kind of every movement and, and kind of subtlety. Whereas I don't think you get that with CGI or cartoon, mm-hmm. it's foreign to you. Where this is touching you, it's part of you. You know, no matter how it's manipulated, it's part of your being. Yeah. So that would be my definition of puppet: is an extension of the performer.
0: That's well said, and through it's closer to dance and like physical stuff than like computer. I totally agree. And um, I want to know, like, for the study, what would be the best field of study for someone who wants to become a puppeteer?
1: Well, you mentioned dance. So I did that. Da- well, at university, I did dancing theater.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I've still got the moves, so we got still do it. Um, because I think physicality is really important. So I don't think you need to be an overly trained dancer, but I think you have to be a loose kind of physical person. So I I do think dance is important. Uh, I I think, you know, any theater and character stuff, you know, so whenever you do kind of acting or any theater stuff, I I think it's really important. Uh, And the other one, when I was at university, I did some stand-up comedy. And Mm. I think that helps the ability to improvise and kind of feel it out and and, and trust your instincts, you know, go with your gut. I think all that stuff's important to be able to stay loose and not be settled. And that, and that kind of thing. So that's what I'd advise if anybody, you know, wants to do more property, you know, I'm sure if they're watching this, they must have some interest in puppetry. Uh, I think, yeah, theater, dance, any sort of improv or, yeah, stand-up style comedy, I, I think is really good. Uh, yeah, any, any sort of physical performing art, stay loose. It's easy. It doesn't hurt as much.
0: I, I love the advice. Stay loose, people, and you, you could do, get you it. You do, you do, it,
1: it, and it's so important. Because, you know, when I'd pop it, you know, especially when it's summer like this, you can get so hot as well. And, you know, yeah. it's easy for everything to hurt and ache and stuff. So you do have to be very kind of physically aware of your own body. You can't be doing it if this hurts or you haven't stretched or that kind of thing. So it is important, you know, that you do, you know, I guess, respect those kind of dancing principles and you look after yourself and you, yeah, you, you have really good kind of body awareness. Because yeah. after a while doing this, keeping your head out of shot, yeah. you
0: know,
1: it's, it's not the best look kind of thing. But you, you have to be so loose so you don't get that soreness, so you don't get that pain.
0: Yeah,
1: um, totally. So, yeah, stay loose. Um, That's it's, a- I think, it's, it's, if anything, it's something to live by, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I think it's important in uh, many aspects of lives. Uh, yes. And do you feel we are in an ascension in the puppetry feel, like it's getting more popular in your perception or
1: not? Yeah, alas, no, I don't. I I, I think if, being really honest, I think we had a little spike during COVID the lockdown in in, in 2000, where a lot of people had time on their hands. And when you've got time on your hands, why not put a puppet on your hand? You know? And I I think there was all that people were on furlough and again, they were in the houses and they were discovering, again, these long lost interests in puppetry and that sort of thing. So I, I think there was a little surge um, and, and kind of interest there. And I, I saw a lot of more people getting into it. Unfortunately, though, I think over the last year and a bit, I've seen that decline. I see a lot less. There's, there's friends of mine that got into property and really got into it and have kind of gone back to the world life. I think the nine to five day jobs and responsibilities and being able to see friends again, evenings, weekends and social lives, all this sort of stuff, I, I, I think has come into play. So I'm not seeing as much socially. Uh, I think generally, though, about being on the ascension, I think it depends on which country. I, I think mm. television puppetry for kids is, is still very popular. I think there's certain performers that still do very well, and certain productions and big shows that still do very well. Uh, but but I, I do feel it's not in the mainstream. I think it's on the outside, and I,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, I, I yeah I think it's difficult. I, I think it, you need some big mainstream performances. I always find puppetry does well when the Muppets are doing well. You know, when they're yeah. on TV or their films are out because it's on people's minds again. So people want to get into it or they want to seek out other types of puppets like the Muppets. And they, they look for that stuff. So that helps us all um, when it goes out of trend a little bit. And it, it does come back. It is a cycle. It's up and down all the time. So I'm not saying doom and gloom. I'm not saying give up on your puppet dreams, people, uh, because I, I still think there's, there's definitely some optimism. And I think it will. Kind of pick up again, but it, it goes in peaks and troughs. There's points where other things are more trendy. Roblox, yeah, you know, Minecraft, whatever's uh, lanky bots, whatever's trendy now. There's other things that kind of come in. But I, I, I think the the good performance and the passionate people will always be there. So eventually, when it does get trendy, they'll get kind of seen and, and that sort of thing. So yeah. I, I must as well. It's cool not to be trendy. You don't have to do the mainstream. There's far too many singers in the world. There's far too many actors, not not that many dancers, but probably too many as well. I I don't think there are enough puppeteers, you know, puppet people. So do keep doing it. There's something lovely about it not being mainstream. You get more attention, you know. I have videos that've been seen a hundred thousand times, you know, because there's less competition. If I was a singer uploading a video, you'd never find my cover of uh, I don't know. The song from titanic because everybody's singing it whereas i think because there's less people doing it it stands out you know and you remember these characters and stuff because yeah. you, you don't see them here there and everywhere so there's pros and cons of not being in that ascension it, it's not doom and gloom yeah uh, and again advice because let's let's give the advice i think get into it get good at it get successful and get ready for that next wave of popularity because it will come mark my words and when it does, you can ride on that, can't you? You can take advantage of that popularity when it comes back with a vengeance. <laughs> yes.
0: And you, you talk about uh, the, um, the country as you have traveled for a project. I want to hear you on this aspect of countries and popularity.
1: Yeah, isn't it interesting? And it was one of the benefits of, uh, again, the COVID lockdown time Um, I'm very lucky. So where I am now, this is my studio and there's a green screen and camera set up and stuff. Uh, I'd show you, but it's quite messy. Um, And that that put me at an advantage. So when the lockdown thing happened and everybody was stuck in the house, people still wanted entertainment. So I found I was picking up more work from countries around the world because they were asking me to do things at home. And because I could edit and green screen and and put it everywhere, uh, sorry, and, and, and put the backgrounds to be anywhere, I could make that stuff. So I had this little kind of surge in work while, you know, a lot of people were, were stuck doing nothing. But it was all, it was everywhere. I, I did a little project in Iran, you know, India, Thailand. Um, I, I did a recruitment video for a company in New Zealand, you know, which is incredible. And I, I find it amazing because, you know, UK, New Zealand, we couldn't be further apart that a little recruitment firm, you know, weren't that little, but a firm in New Zealand saw my stuff and entrusted me to kind of represent their company. So wow. I, yeah, I made their recruitment video. They sent me all the voices recorded and I lip synced and put it all together. And, stuff. and they used it in their advertising. And uh, yeah, it, it was incredible. So the world felt a lot smaller. And mm-hmm. you know, I think that's continued now. You know, the fact that, you know, the UK is talking to Canada right now. Yeah. You know, it's incredible. And, you know, all these methods, I'd never really used Zoom before lockdowns know locally. teams and all those things and now we're off that way it's happening high five high five <laughs> See? I, so it's amazing so I, I think it has loosened things and i yeah um, I, again although like i said earlier puppetry may not be in that peak of kind of popularity it, it's now made my net of work even bigger because it's meant that i can now yeah pick up things all around kind of the, the world so yeah, I, 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 there's real positives as well.
0: I love it. I want to hear you now on your uh, biggest purpose, like the goal or what you have in vision for the future. Uh, I love this part of the interview. So let me ask you, what is your biggest purpose? as a Well, I, I
1: think the first thing is to make sure you're supporting the patron. There you go yeah. at the bottom. Uh, Puppet podcast, two explanation points. There we go. I, I have mm-hmm. my own patron as well, if you want to f- uh, support me. Please do, people. Yeah. I, I think the purpose is quite, um, I, I, I want to say kind of undramatic, because in your fiancé's book, um, he talks extensively about a purpose and having a real kind of goal. And, and the one he talks about the most is just making people happy. And, and and I think for me, a part of it is making myself happy. But it is an entertainment factor. It is kind of brightening people up. You know, it's, I think especially in social media, the idea that you can – uh, you know, give somebody a minute and give them a little laugh or just, you know, brighten up their day and that right. kind of thing. And I, I think the purpose is just to be more of it, isn't it? I, th- I think the purpose is to entertain as many people as possible uh, and continue to be creative and continue to give yourself that creative outlet, you know, and, and find opportunities to be creative, and entertaining and, and, and that sort of thing. Um, and, and be open to what that bigger purpose and opportunity could be. Because, I, again, the lovely thing about doing this is there's not really an end goal. You know, yeah. you know I've got 6,000 followers on Facebook. I, I'm not, I don't have a goal of 10. I just see what happens because the goal won't make me feel any better. I'm, I'm not, mm. My happiness level won't increase. If I, get, I mean, saying that, I'd love you to follow me, everybody, on Facebook, Instagram, that sort of thing. But it, it, it doesn't give you that satisfaction. It doesn't give you that end goal. So I, I think the purpose is just to entertain, have fun, enjoy what you're doing, and see where it takes you. And that's certainly my my purpose.
0: Yeah, but but I love it. And you mentioned your Patreon and your followers and all of that. I I feel it's kind of um, you have a new stage to entertain in, in, instead I, of the the, the real do. performance.
1: Yeah, no, and it, it's it's been amazing. So the patrons there and the you know. Patreon's fantastic because you get early access to exclusive videos and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and certain levels, you get personalized messages. But also, it, it's taken off in this last year, the um, VM and Memo, the personalized kind of greeting stuff, where, you know, people will order the messages and you, uh, personalize it up and stuff. So, by all means, again, check it out, guys. VM, Memo, all the links are on my website, leethompsonpuppeteer.com. Check it out. Uh, yeah. but, but that's becomes something which is lovely for birthday greetings, you know, hello to friends and that kind of thing. People can't think you know, of what to buy someone. Uh, people tend to buy them when they've forgotten a birthday and it's that morning and they're panicking and they haven't got time to get to the shops because they can order it. And usually, you know, if, if not much, I can get it done that day. And it's a nice little thing and you can share on social media and stuff. Uh, the shop is working really well as well. Yeah get the merch guys get the merch you know everything restyle your hair that's the best thing about the caps mm-hmm. uh, yeah i'll wear it plug it we've got the hats we've got mouse mats there we go get yourself a mouse mat they're fantastic uh, the badges again have been a, a nice little seller you know get yourself a pin badge there you go and that kind of thing and, and I, I think it's nice if you're a fan of puppetry stuff you know Why not kind of buy it? So between the merchandise stuff, between the personalized greetings and the patron, you can, again, you know, make a little bit of money and you can invest that and and kind of use that. And I, yeah, it's lovely also to share this stuff. Like, I I find it amazing when anybody buys a T-shirt or buys a hat or Mm a mouse mat and stuff, anybody would want this stuff. In fact, at the end of this, let's do a competition. Let's give away one of these T-shirts. Let's do it. Stay watching, viewers. A competition coming up at the end. This is your chance to win. one You can win one of these T-shirts, not this one. I'll get you a brand new one. And you can pick a male version or female version. You can pick sizes as well. And uh, it's judo. There we go. It's on this T-shirt. Uh-huh. It's all retro and vintage. Look at that. How cool is that? That's a, that's happened. I've made my mind up. That's happening. We're giving away a T-shirt live on this podcast later on. Don't switch over. Stay on Don't this. Don't
0: switch. Tra- Stay with us. And, yeah, we have a... a- a big question from Rubina who, who asked, So let me drop it in the screen. It's um yeah about Patreon, like the help that it's create uh, in in artist life does make noticeable difference in the ability to make art, considering the work that needs to be put into just promoting Patreon. So that's a kind of a tricky uh, question, it a really... question.
1: It's a three part question. Uh, what yeah. a fantastic picture. She has. Um, yeah, so I, I think, yes, it helps as in, it gives you a um, a commitment because if people are committing to you and saying they want to give you money every month, they want something in return. So you have to make it a priority. So it, it, it's a case of going in and making sure you're offering something every week and you continue to do that. Um, again, that, that's not a massive hassle for me because I've got a studio here. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can kind of create that. Um, I'm also lucky that I've got a good backlog of of, of content. So there's a, you know, I've got a lot of old videos. If I was doing another project, I could still kind of share them. Um, But patrons okay because it's not a long-term commitment. If at any point people feel as though you're not value for money or they they don't want to support you or they found somebody else to support, they can just cancel it so that there's not that obligation. So I, I don't feel I owe them a lot. It sounds really harsh, but because the patrons I think mine is one pound a month two pound three pound or five it's it's not a vast amount and the, the vast mm-hmm. majority of people are just doing the pound a month thing so it, it, it's more support and access to seeing the stuff you know uh so no i, I feel okay about it uh, but I, it could be good i mean if you need a reason to make more content and a reason to be more active then yeah. that responsibility slash burden um, I, I think it's no bad thing because it will encourage you to go and do that and, and to push yourself to yeah more content. So, yeah, I, I, I don't see them as an issue. And like I said, because people can cancel. If yeah. you know a, a week passed and I didn't post something and somebody felt as though they weren't getting value money, they could just cancel. So it, it, it feels okay. I think if it was a higher price point, I'd probably, I don't yeah. know, I might think about it a bit more worry about it a bit more. But right. I
0: love the fact that you bring the fact um, to be committed. Like you have an audience, you have someone that, and you have to, to present something. Even for me, the podcast, I need to do an interview. I need to, it, it, it's really, um, and, and you build your ability to answer a bit of Rubina's question. I feel you also build knowledge and ability and you c- c- like build yourself towards also this. You you learn how to talk to the camera. You learn uh, all of that.
1: You're right. You know, there's also an element of doing something regularly. You get better at it. You know, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? You practice, practice, practice. And I think it's the same thing. I I think if you've got a patron and you've committed to putting out X amount of content, then you're going to have to do it. Um, So, again, that gives you that drive and uh, reason to do it. So, Yeah. I, I, I think it, it could improve you as a performer. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, I, I, the plugging bit, I, I think you have to take with a pinch of salt. You know, I, I try not to overly plug it. I think there's that balance of, you know, I, I, I always do at, at least one video a week on my social media. You know, I, I, I love so I always want to give out the free stuff as well. Then during the week, I may mention the patron once a week. You know, something like that. And I know, again, Eli... Talks about not being ashamed about it, you know, of kind of pushing your art and, and asking for it. And I, I, I think you have to find that balance to what you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I, I'm genuinely, you know, not going to make anyone buy these hats, but they are available. At a bargain price. I think it's about 14 pounds, something around there. They are yeah. fantastic. Very cool. Look retro, like yeah. strange things. Uh, but I, I'm not going to keep going on about it. So it's one of those where I'll post it every now and again. That if people who are interested want to buy the stuff they can if mm-hmm. they don't they don't and, and I, i'm not offended and i as long as yeah. they you know supporting and liking and enjoying the content then it's okay so uh, yeah patrons are no pressure type of shop you know yeah. where it also depends on the person if they've got disposable income you know if they're financially in a good position if they're not i would hate people to give me the last penny you know mm-hmm. so There's there's absolutely no burden or responsibility to do that stuff. It's down to them to support it if they want. And if they do, fantastic. And I massively appreciate it.
0: Yeah. So Rubina said it's a good answer. So thank you. She talked about the aspect of both sides. Because the Patreon and the, the supporter are both committed. So that's good. So my last deep question would be, where do you see the art of puppetry in 10 years?
1: Oh God, that's a tough one, isn't it? Looking forward, using your powers, seeing into the future, what happens yeah, to happen in the next You have
0: years? the superpower. I know that.
1: It's, it's interesting because I, I don't think it's changed that much in the last ten years. If I'm really honest, all of ten years before, then I, I, you know some of these puppets are more than ten years old. This one is. It looks very much the same. So it's not that different. So I think the biggest difference is probably continuing to switch to social media, public stuff. So in fact, I've got some. um, About 15 years ago, I started doing personalized DVDs. It was the first kind of proprietary thing I used to do. Can you see them? So we've got... uh, Go uh, bigger. Let's go bigger. Here we go. You see? Uh, These are just some examples. So what I used to do... It's nice to be full screen. Uh, So what I used to do was make personalized DVDs. That, that was my first kind of regular puppetry work, I guess. Um, and I never really advertised it, but I mean, what it was is each one's about a 20 minute length and it's a personalized episode of like Sesame Street. It's that sort of thing where I'd, I'd get the parent to tell me a bit about the child, their hobbies, what their relatives are called, their favorite songs. And the puppet would do that for 20 minutes. It would just, with lots of little short scenes, they'd do a little bit of counting. I had the same generic kind of footage that I would use in each one, but i personalised personalise each one. So uh-huh. the puppet would come out and say, hi, Stephen, and that kind of thing. And uh, I've been talking to your Uncle Dave, and kind of thing. And, uh, sometimes we'd we'll put pictures in of the family and everything. Uh, and it was brilliant because I'd, I'd do them and the kids would love them and they'd watch them to, to death. But then they'd share... It with their friends and then they all do one and stuff. So I, I, I got by, I was doing that for about 10 years without really doing any advertising. But again, it's a type of thing that has kind of become dated in the last 10 years. Like mm. now for physical media, the idea of doing it. And to be honest, it got quite repetitive. So, so I stopped doing it. But that's, I think, a really good change of, you know, 10 years to now. And now it's all kind of online. So I don't think DVDs are going to make a comeback. Sorry, guys. I think they may have had the day. Keep them, though, because they're still great to watch and not everything's on Netflix. But, I, yeah, just seeing that change, I, I only think that will continue. So I, I think yeah. we'll see more and more stuff uh, kind of go in social media. I think so- social media is where you can showcase your talents, your ability. I think it's like a type of, um, I don't know, a TV channel. I, I guess it's it's a way of finding your audience, it's building a following, getting well-known. I, I think all, all that will amp up. I'm sure different platforms will launch and we'll, we'll see all that. Uh, but, but I think it'll be largely the same. Because apart from the DVD change, it, it feels to me the same as what I was doing 10 years ago. So I, I think if you ask me what would happen in 100 years, it'd be a bit more dramatic. But yeah, I, I think in 10 years, we'll just probably be a bit greyer.
0: Uh-huh.
1: More wrinkly. <laughs> That's probably what will happen. More forgetful. Uh-huh. Uh, a bit more moody perhaps to so get more tired um, yeah. I, th- I think petrol prices will be higher, I think the summers will be hotter uh, I, I don't think we'll get as many snow days in the winter uh, But what else will happen in the future I, I think we'll probably all will be driving electric cars, I think once you start out the charging and make it more accessible, I, I think that will happen um, I think life will be more expensive but that's okay, I think kids will live with their parents a lot longer there we go. See, all these are predictions guaranteed to come true.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I, th- I think it'll be a good 10 years. Let's see what happens. Let's, let's watch see. this back in 10 years' time, <laughs> see how much. Hopefully, we've got hoverboards by then. Yeah. Flying <laughs> bicycles, something like that. But yeah, who knows what could happen in the next 10 years. Yeah, Certainly let's, let's
0: dream of something great, and I, I love it. So let's bring some puppet towards the screen and the camera. Who
1: would you like to meet? Who? Um, I should show you judo he's on my t-shirt. Again, the t-shirts are available on my online shop. Um, if you are interested in the patron or yeah. visiting uh, a post, get a personalized message or buying things in the shop. Again, Lee Thompson, puppeteer, is, is the way to go. there he is. Uh, I not what you're willing to do. Give us a dance, judo. <laughs> oh, I like your hat. Oh, do you it's good isn't it yeah yes i do are they available to buy yes they are actually funny you mention that the ThompsonProperty.com. if you click on the link about the shop you can get one. Oh, great i'll buy two well you can you can buy as many as you want judo that's, that's the magic about the shop can i get personalized messages um, you can judo you can looking at you looking at you uh, but not from you I, th- I think there's another three characters i picked oh okay fine if you can't get one of me, there's no point. Well, not there is this point, Judo, because there's some other good characters. Oh. Do you want to meet some of the other characters? Oh, there's the camera, Judo. There's the camera. Oh, there we are.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but but you, you are a great one. I think uh, we we love you, Judo. Thank you so much, Lee, for... For this, it's so Sorry.
1: cool. Oh, this is Cedric. As you can see behind me, Cedric. Oh, yeah, yeah. Brain. Let's let's look at Cedric. Uh, Cedric is uh, in a video this weekend. Actually, coming out on Saturday, uh, seven pm. It's my channel. Cedric's quite big, though. He's <laughs> cosmic, aren't you, Cedric? Hello. I'm Hello. the cosmic bunny. <laughs> Hello. Hello. I can see the future. There will be flying cars. I can guarantee it. Okay, Cedric, if you think you can, do you want to dance as well? We love the good puppet dance over here, don't we? If I must. Okay, Cedric, hit it. <laughs> Look, he loves it, looks like Cedric. Let's uh, let's have uh, let's have the rat, Lucky the rat.
0: Oh, okay, great. I, I make you work a lot. Listen. Uh, I, know, this I it's hot, isn't it? I'll just
1: like that for a second.
0: I will bring you big again in big screen. Wow.
1: Oh oh, uh, hang on. You can smell something. Oh, what is it? Oh 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 oh. Yeah. It can smell you. It can smell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can. I can smell you.
0: Do you, do you know the, the famous cheese, the famous Canadian cheese, the squeak-squeak cheese? Squeak-squeak? Yeah, it's it's in the poutine, and it's a cheese that makes squeak-squeak when you eat it.
1: No, I don't. I do know about E-Dam, but I love any cheese.
0: <laughs> so one day if you show up in Canada, I must give you some squeak-squeak cheese.
1: Squeak-squeak? Yeah. Squeak? <laughs> Squeak, squeak. I've never heard of squeak, squeak, cheese. <laughs> I know. I don't think it exists. I think she's made it up. Squeak, squeak. <laughs> Does the cheese really squeak?
0: Yes, it's really squeak. When you eat it, you you, you have it in your mouth, it's hot, and
1: it's squeak, squeak, squeak. Can you do the squeak sound? Do it uh, now.
0: It's squeak, squeak. <laughs> Uh, we have Robina who confirm it exists. I can confirm.
1: Robina! Like Ribina the drink! <laughs> yes. I used to love Ribina. Yeah,
0: she, she said, Eep, Eep. <laughs> it's a, a squeaky it's song. He's not,
1: not impressed. I don't think he believes you. I don't think he believes in the cheese.
0: So I must send send cheese to to you one day.
1: Are we allowed to send it through customs, cheese? I don't know. Every product's know what the rules are.
0: Yeah, let's see.
1: But let's get back to the competition. To win one of these t shirts. Yeah. Why everybody stuck around? This is the big moment. Okay. To celebrate episode one hundred and thirty five of the Puppet Podcast, uh, Caroline Berner Dion. That's how you pronounce it. And Lee Thompson have come together to offer this competition to our amazing viewers, uh, to win one of these t-shirts. Again, uh, there's a male version or female version. You can pick if, if you are a lucky winner and you can also pick the size. I think the small, medium, large, I will ship it to you directly. Fantastic. All you have to do is on Facebook, share this video and comment. Win W I N. If you comment, win, and you share the video after what? Seven days should we give them a week. Everybody who shared it after that week will go in a hat, will pick out one lucky winner who will win one of these T-shirts. Yes. Uh, And that's happening. Officially, one of these T-shirts, again, you can wear it. It's pretty cool, retro. Uh, They're quite small sizes, so just be aware of that if you're lucky enough to win uh, one of these T-shirts. All you have to do, again, the rules of that competition are to share this video, comment below, uh, and in seven days' time, so next Wednesday, we'll pick a winner. And uh, we'll announce the winner in the comments. Then you can let us know your address and I'll send you a t shirt.
0: Yeah. So, thank you for that. It's so good that you, you make that in, in the interview. Thank you so I much. Dreams come true. That's
1: what we're doing, we're making dreams come true. Uh, <laughs> whoever wins the t shirt, though, make sure you take a picture of you wearing it and share that as well. It's a lucky yeah. winner. And you can gloat and show what a winner you are. And that's what <laughs> other people could have won.
0: Yes. And and Lee, if people want to reach you, ask more questions, talk to you, where they they should go?
1: Uh, Yes. uh, Social media is probably the easiest way. So on Facebook, Lee Thompson Puppeteer. Instagram, Lee Thompson Puppeteer. Um, I think I'm on Twitter as Puppeteer Lee because Lee Thompson Puppeteer was gone. Why would someone take that? Uh, I think TikTok... Lee Thompson Property. As long as you search Lee Thompson Property, uh, or if you go to the website leethompsonproperty.com you can there's links to everything there. So uh, if you just Google Lee Thompson Property, always with the H and with the P which is the spelling, yeah. uh, you, you'll find my stuff. So yeah, by all means, reach out if you would like to.
0: Yeah. So property
1: related things only, though. Just to be clear, don't reach out for any other stuff. If it's property related, <laughs> please do reach out
0: yeah <laughs> that's, that's the way to be clear puppetry yeah. we talk on Random pupp- questions
1: yeah no yes let's, let's try and keep it puppetry related uh yeah you know, unless it's unless you want to give me things then by all means.
0: we want to give you one million of dollars
1: they can, if they want yeah that's that's fine i don't mind
0: <laughs> that's so cool Lee. thank you so much for your time i know you you are busy you have a family and but you to, took the time to to talk to us was like really
1: appreciate thank you No, thank you for obviously coming on to the show like i said it's been lovely to see so many of my friends pop on the the last 134 shows and finally i'm here and yeah i'm a big fan i think it's lovely to to hear so many puppeteers share their stories and experiences and their their kind of thoughts and passions for puppetry so yeah it was lovely to be asked and i really appreciate being on the show thank you
0: thank you so much so now it's the time that i push you out of the screen so get ready to be true and we say everyone bye to leave bye-bye Woo! at least in the virtual studio we can chat after don't leave okay everyone thank you so much for this wonderful episode to be with us and to to yeah keep sharing this art of puppetry so cool so yeah stay tuned we have many episodes coming we figured this out how to figure the summer schedule and everything but you you will see uh, many stuff coming from the puppet podcast and if you have the chance to to see uh heli Hilly, book is on um, amazon but you will see some link pop up somehow somehow so everyone have a wonderful evening morning uh, afternoon if you you are around and uh Stay tuned for another episode of the Puppet Podcast. Bye-bye.